Hello and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wolves. Today on the show, we're going to talk about this 16-game gauntlet that is now over. What have we learned about this Wolves team over the 16 games? What's been good? What do we know the Wolves still need to work on? And also, what's upcoming here the rest of the month of January? We'll also look at the matchup against the Portland Trailblazers on Friday night. The first time we've seen Portland so far this year. It's all upcoming on the show. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your order. That's Jace, J-A-S-E medical.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy weekend and happy Timberwolves game day. The Wolves are back at home finally at Target Center after a four-game road trip, taking on Portland for the first time this season. Portland just has 10 wins. They're the second worst team in the West and uh, I believe the the fourth worst team overall in the NBA. We'll break down that matchup here in a little bit. Uh, I do want to get to, I want to start the show with kind of putting a bow on this gauntlet. The Wolves have been on now for almost exactly a month. Actually, yes, exactly a month since December 11th, I think it was. Um... How have the Wolves fared over these 16 games beyond the record? Like, what have we learned about this team? And also peeking ahead at the rest of the month of January, what we can expect out of this team. So we'll do all that on the show here today. First of all, though, a big thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. Wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Lockdown Wolves. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app which can be found on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And you can also follow on X at Lockdown T-Wolves and also my account, which is at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. All right. Um, so the Timberwolves have, since December 11th, the Wolves have played strictly playoff teams. That's all. Only playoff teams. Every single one of these teams is over 500. They're all currently in the play-in or better, and I think actually only two or three are in the play-in and not simply the top six in their conference. It's been a rough stretch it just in terms of the the, uh, the the caliber of teams the Wolves have played. They started the stretch. They were actually 5-2 and two at one point. Actually, at Christmas, they were 5-2 and two in the first seven games of the stretch, and then they were 7-3 and three following the Lakers game on December 30th. Since then, the Wolves have lost five out of seven games. Now, Lots of caveats apply, um, and you know I'm not going to go like game by game necessarily. But if we take, I want to first do like a 10,000 foot view, yeah, maybe not 10,000 foot. We'll call it a 2,000 foot view, and then I want to talk about like actual specifics about what we can take away from this in terms of that that stretch of games. There were only a couple of like bad losses, right? the The first loss was the Pelicans game. That one uh, was the one where the Pelicans shot 40 free throws. Zion shot like 20 free throws, and it was just nuts. There's some games you just lose because there's somebody, there's a superstar that's unstoppable. The Wolves couldn't get the offense going. I believe that's the game Ant missed as well. Um, So the Wolves lost that one by 14. I don't think that's a bad loss. Zion was crazy. The Sixers game, Embiid was crazy, right? Like, obviously, you take something from that. You learn from it. You realize you can't let Embiid just shoot, you know, 
18 footers all day. Fine. I don't think that's a bad loss either. The Thunder game, obviously the Thunder are very, very good. Uh, and they're on the Wolves' heels in the West still. I would say that's a bad loss because it wasn't all that competitive down the stretch and they ended up losing by 23. The Knicks game is a bad loss because they shouldn't. They just shouldn't have lost that game. They were up. Um, or no, that was the game they were down in and had to come all the way back. They were down big late in the third and then ended up you know, within a possession late in the fourth and lost that game. So I'll call that a bad loss. The next Pelicans game, that one was a bit frustrating. Certainly a winnable game. Uh, that's one of the few games that was you know, close basically throughout. Uh, and then the Dallas loss this last week, another one they easily could have won. Same with Boston. So of the seven losses during the stretch, I would really only say the Thunder game was completely non-competitive. And it wasn't even completely non-competitive. I, I would, I, but I would chalk that up to non-competitive. And I would say the Knicks and Mavs games were maybe the most frustrating. The Boston game was almost like that was kind of house money just because it was the second night of a back-to-back. No Conley, no Gobert. I know Porzingis didn't play, but still. So I would really say they easily could have gone 12-5 and five, or 12-4 and four during this stretch and only had a couple of bad losses in there. So if you take that step back, it's not like they were, you know, all these teams they lost to, again, they're playoff teams, right? Zion played in both Pelicans games. Kyrie played in the Dallas game that they lost, as well as Luke, obviously. Um, you know, the Boston game, the Wolves themselves were a little more shorthanded. They took that one to overtime. So, in general, the results are not crazy, right? In terms of, and I should also note, I don't want to, I said this the other day in the show, 11 of the 16 were on the road. There were two back-to-backs in there. Um, and, you know, for the most part, they were playing teams that were mostly full strength. Luka missed the one Dallas game, the Wolves won. Um, but I think he's the only superstar that sat during that stretch. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm just kind of scanning through it. Actually, the Wolves played Dallas three times in that stretch. Luka missed one of them, but he played in the other. Uh, Kyrie missed the first two and played in the last one. So anyway, there were lots of other layers to this too. And we talked about this on the Minnesota basketball party on Wednesday. Michael Malone, the, the Nuggets coach, was was uh, I'll say he was complaining about the the lack of back to backs that Minnesota and Oklahoma City have had. But um, turns out over the course of the season, Jack Borman pointed out on that show, the Wolves will play the same number of back to backs. So they're coming for the Wolves. Now, the schedule was relatively easy until this gauntlet. And now the rest of January, we'll talk about here in a minute. It gets much easier for the Wolves once again. Um, in terms of specific elements of the Wolves play that we can take out of this. On the plus side, this is an obvious one. This team is really good. And this defense is for real. If you weren't sure about it, be sure about it now. We are now 37 games into the season. So just shy of halfway. We're what? Four games away from halfway. The Timberwolves still have the number one defensive rating in the league, despite playing 16 consecutive playoff teams, teams above 500, etc., over that stretch specifically, the Timberwolves are actually third in defensive rating on cleaning the glass, which filters out garbage time. So specifically since December 11th, when this stretch started, against 16 playoff teams, the Timberwolves are third in defensive rating during the last month. You know, not, not the month of January, going back to December 11th, the last 30 days. 16 games, the Wolves are third in defensive rating. Overall for the season, they're still first in defensive rating. This defense is for real. Now, 
The flip side of that coin, the offense has not gotten consistently better. The offense has has not improved. Over the last 30 days, over these 16 games, the Wolves' offense ranks 19th in offensive rating, according to Cleaning the Glass, which, again, filters out garbage time. For the season, it's 20th. So, the Timberwolves are who we thought they were a month ago, right? It's it's encouraging because you point to how, how quote-unquote, easy. It wasn't always easy, but comparatively, how easy the first two months of the season were, October, November, the first part of December, compared to the last 30 days against strictly playoff teams, and it's the same thing. The Timberwolves' offense and the defense have been effectively the same. In fact, I'll, real quick, I'll, I'll plug this into, um, into cleaning the glass. I'll plug in the... Uh, the actual first two months of the season is instead of taking the, the cumulative number. Um, so we'll go to December 10th and I'll just, I'll just confirm what I'm saying here over the first call it two months of the season. The Timberwolves had the number one defense and I guess the offense was 13th according to cleaning the glass, which again is a little different than basketball reference. So the number one defense, the number 13 offense over the first 21 games, the next 16 games, the Wolves had the third best defense and the 19th best offense against really good competition. And overall for the season, they're where you'd expect them to be. They're still the number one defense and they're hovering right around number 20 in offense, depending on where you look. So the last 16 games have done nothing to sway me negatively about the Wolves. And I and I actually, I said this on the basketball party on Wednesday as well. I actually feel better about the Wolves because of how they've dealt with some adversity along the way. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but just know that the Wolves have continued to be the same team for better on the defensive end, for worse on the offensive end, against against really difficult competition as they had been the first two months of the season. I think that's really notable. All right. Next, I want to talk about a couple of other elements, uh, including um, what I just alluded to uh, related to uh, uh, resiliency and the ability to not fall into some sort of a tailspin. I also want to peek ahead at the schedule for January and we'll close with the Wolves-Blazers matchup. We'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our title sponsors at Jace Medical. We all come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's just talk for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season we've had in over a decade, which is pretty scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than, um, you know, somebody in my family or my kids or my, my, you know, my close family members back home. Um, anybody getting sick, well, there's a supply chain issue that keep them from the life-saving medication that they might need. But thankfully, my family will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses that include UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and more. The stuff could happen to any of us. And of course, this time of year, uh, there's a lot of weather, you know, where I am and, you know, just not having to have to have to travel, depending on what the weather is, to get some of those medications is a real sense of uh, a peace of mind. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Again, jacemedical.com, offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows that cover every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. So we talked about how the offense and the defense have been relatively the same. Good for the defense, not great for the offense. Um, Resiliency is really, really something I really want to point to. We talked the other day about how even the best teams, I think this was Wednesday's show, like go to the Nuggets last year. They lost a bunch of games in March. They had a couple of four-game losing streaks. The best teams, the championship teams, the number one seed, 60-win teams, they all lose multiple games in a row at some point in the season. And while now we can say, sure, the Wolves have lost five out of seven, that's something of a skid, right? They still have not lost three games in a row this season. And we are a week away from being at the midway point game-wise in the schedule. They still have not lost three games in a row, and they've only lost two games in a row one time this season. It's remarkable. Now, I say that, it's coming. Like, it will happen. Almost certainly, this team will lose three games in a row at some point this season. But the fact that this team has, you know, it certainly they've had some good fortune. I know guys have been banged up. A couple guys rested this week. Cat missed a game. Ants missed effectively three games. Um, but they've been relatively fortunate on that front, and that certainly contributes to it. They've had guys not rest, like Conley just had his first game of rest. Rudy technically missed with with hip soreness, but the first game he's missed this season. But it also speaks to the coaching staff, and it speaks to the ability of the players to get themselves motivated to not fall into any of these slides. Um, you know, the Wolves were 1-2 and two at the start of the year. They ripped off seven wins in a row after that, one loss, then three wins, one loss, then six wins, one loss, three wins, and then that's when this stretch started, or that's actually the first part of this stretch. So now that the Wolves get back into a more normal stretch, which we'll talk about here in a moment, could we see this thing turn back into like, hey, win three, lose one, win five, lose one? Like, is that what this is? Is that the cadence of the rest of the year? They don't have another stretch like this all season. They've got a little bit of a challenging one right at the end of January into February, and they certainly have some more back-to-backs, but they get a few more of these, you know, they hadn't played Portland yet until tonight. So they get some of those sprinkled in, right? They get a lot more Utah sprinkled in. You get the rest of your East Eastern Conference week schedule sprinkled in. It's perfectly conceivable. The Wolves could continue this sort of cadence um, of what they did earlier this season of winning several games in a row and never losing more than two games in a row. That's entirely possible looking at the schedule as long as they get relatively good fortune on the health front and continue doing what they do on defense. Um, In terms of the upcoming schedule, we'll talk about the Portland matchup here in a second. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to throw up the next five games on your screen. The Wolves take on the Blazers tonight. Of course, Portland's a 10-win team, and they've been playing terribly lately. We'll talk about that here in a minute. So obviously, a game the Wolves should win. They get the Clippers at home on Sunday. LA, you know, contract extensions in the news um, in general have been playing much better. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute, too. And then you go at Detroit, home for Memphis. Of course, no John Morant. And, you know, they were playing so much better with him in the lineup. It's terrible that he's hurt. Certainly a winnable game, although it's the second night of a back-to-back after traveling. Home for OKC is tough, right? So the next five actually aren't all that easy besides Portland and Detroit. I guess Memphis should be easy, but it's still a back-to-back. Then after that, which isn't on your screen right now uh, because my graphic only goes five games, but after that, you go at Washington, or sorry, home for Charlotte. So that's part of a three-game homestand. Home for Charlotte at Washington, at Brooklyn, at at uh, San Antonio. 
So the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games the Wolves will be favored in. Five of the next six are at home. Only two are against likely playoff teams, and that's the Clippers and the Thunder. Then it gets a little tougher again. You go at Oklahoma City, the end of a four-game road trip is going to be very tough. Home for Dallas, Orlando, and Houston, all likely playoff teams. And then at Chicago, at Milwaukee, it's weird. It's a five-game road trip. I'm sure the Wolves will stop at home in between. Oh, that's it's got to be the All-Star break, right? Yeah, it's got to be. At Milwaukee on the 8th. No, it's not the All-Star break because they play again on Monday. I'm a week off for what that is. Um, so yeah, that's a weird one. The Wolves are in Milwaukee on February 8th. They, that's a Thursday. They don't play again until Monday. They get three days off and then three games on the road, the Clippers and two at Portland. So that's a bit tougher. But this next stretch of like eight games, the Wolves will be favored in seven of them. And they really should go like six and two. Um, it's 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 a very, very winnable stretch for Minnesota. Like sitting here right now, if, I, if I'm looking at the rest of the month's schedule, I'll call that, you know, I like the way the Wolves match up with the Thunder, and, and I feel like they probably could win that game. But I'll say they split the OKC and Dallas games. They're going to win the rest of these. Uh, they play Oklahoma City twice, I guess. So we'll say that they win two out of the three, two against the Thunder, one against Dallas. Uh, say they lose to the Clippers. They should win the rest of them. Uh, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I'm going to say that they go, I'll say they go eight and three the rest of the month. And I don't think that it could easily be nine and two. They, they will be favored in every game except for at Oklahoma City. They'll be favored at home against Dallas. They'll be favored at home against OKC. Uh, you know, assuming relative health, they'll be favored at home against the Clippers. So they'll be favored in, what I say, 10 of 11. And I think they'll go eight and three the rest of the month of January. I'll try and remember to check in on February 1st, too, to see how I did here on uh, on that prediction. But that's my thought here the rest of the month. All right, I want to close the show by looking at the Blazers matchup. We have not seen Portland and uh, head coach, old friend Chauncey Billups, head coach of the Portland Trail Blazers. We'll talk about that matchup. We'll talk, peek ahead briefly to the Clippers, who we haven't seen either. They play the Clippers on Sunday. So we'll talk about all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch your winnings roll in. Basketball season is almost halfway over and football season, we're into the playoffs now. But this weekend, you can still pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. So this weekend, like Saturday, the Chiefs host the Miami Dolphins. You can take Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of uh, three-pointers made and then also, or excuse me, receptions. And you could add, you know, whoever else plays Saturday. Say the Lakers play, you could take LeBron James, three-pointers made. Combine the two, pick more than or less than 10.5 or whatever the number is, and watch your winnings roll in. Plus, Prize Picks has a reboot policy, so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets hurt. For football and basketball, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform that has an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA. Use the code LockdownNBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA. Code LockdownNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Uh, the Timberwolves have not seen the Portland Trailblazers yet this season. Um, Portland is 10 and 26. 
They're, of course, last in their division. They're second to last in the Western Conference behind only the six-win Spurs. The Wolves have already beaten, I believe, twice and uh, should still have to play twice this season. Um, so, you know, a absolutely a winnable game. Uh, Portland has been... How, what's the best way to say this? Well, they scored... So Thursday night, Portland actually lost by the... It was the fifth largest margin of victory of all time. They lost by 62 points at Oklahoma City. They scored just 77 points against the Thunder in this game. Nobody on the team had more than two assists for the Trailblazers. It was a complete debacle. Um, Portland's lost five out of six. Their only win coming at Brooklyn... Um, in a uh, an overtime win, a high-scoring overtime win, 134-127. to 127. This is the seventh game of a seven-game road trip. It's also the Wolves' first game back after a four-game road trip, which the first game back after a long road trip is notoriously difficult. But I don't know that it's necessarily more difficult than the last game of a seven-game road trip for a team that got beat by 63 the night before. So this is a... Um, the Wolves should absolutely win this game. But I, like, I'm still certainly gun shy from last year, and the amount of times that the Timberwolves, uh, you know, kicked away teams against far inferior teams. That said, the Wolves are 14 and a half point favorites over at Fanduel. Our friends at Fanduel, 14 and a half point favorites at home against Portland. Uh, there is no excuse in this game. Portland is likely to be missing DeAndre Ayton. Uh, of course, Robert Williams is out for the year. They've got a couple of other injuries as well. So they're a little bit shorthanded. They're already painfully young. I mentioned they've lost five out of six. Uh, but you go back and look. I mean, they've had a seven-game losing streak all, already this season. They've had an eight-game losing streak this season. Um, it's just, again, last game of a seven-game road trip, back-to-back travel, all that stuff. Minnesota should win this game. I don't know that i take uh, the Wolves minus 14.5, though. That's pretty aggressive. But, uh, I, you know, take the Wolves' money line. I'm sure you won't win a whole lot on that. But it, it really feels like a uh, a game that the Wolves should win going away. In terms of the actual matchup, which I guess I guess we should talk about who Portland does have. Um, Portland is the 30th, excuse me, 29th ranked offense in the league. They scored 77 points on Thursday night. Also, the game before that, they scored 84 points in their loss to the Knicks. They've actually, sorry, another, another side point here. The, Nugget, uh, the Nuggets. The Blazers have scored less than 100 points in four of their last six games. Think about that. This is the year 2024 now. In five of the, or four of their last six games, the Nuggets have... I keep saying Nuggets. The Blazers have scored less than 100 points. It's incredible. They have the 29th uh, rated offensive rating in the entire league. Over the last two weeks... They have the 30th offense in the league, which maybe isn't surprising given the stat about scoring less than 104 out of the last six games. They have the 30th offense over the past two weeks, according to Cleaning the Glass. On the defensive end of the floor, well, actually, no, let's let's hit another offensive uh, thing here. The Blazers are seventh to last in terms of free throw rate. They're dead last in effective field goal percentage. Their team effective field goal percentage is 50.4%. The Timberwolves still have the league's best defensive effective field goal percentage. This is the number one field goal percentage defense against the 30th ranked field goal percentage on offense. 
Um, that alone should like the Wolves should be holding this team below 100 points. I don't know how else to say that. Um, Portland doesn't really do anything all that well on the offensive end. They turn it over a bunch. They're a pretty good offensive rebounding team, but if Aiton doesn't play, obviously he's a big piece of that. So uh, besides him, like there's not a whole lot else on the glass for them. They don't really get to the line all that much. It's just not a good offensive team. I mentioned nobody had more than two assists on this team um, on uh, on Thursday at Oklahoma City. Anthony Simons, he's the one that had the two assists. He also had been scoring with like 14 points or something. He's only played in 15 games this season, so... Uh, you know, obviously, you got to contend with him. He's had some good games against the Wolves in the past. He's averaging about 25 points per game. And of course, Jeremy Grant's still on the team too. So, um, you know, there's a couple of guys that are that are legit NBA rotation guys, but that's kind of where it stops. You know, the rest of this team is very, very young, um, with a couple of you know vets, Matisse Thybul and and uh, you know others. But of course, Scoot Henderson. Henderson shot four of 21 in OKC, one of nine outside the arc. He's had a bit of a um, Call it more valleys than peaks so far in his rookie season. So a very winnable matchup. The one thing Portland does do well that doesn't bode all that great for the Wolves, and one of the reasons why I actually think I wouldn't take the Wolves minus 14 and a half, I think this game's a little closer than it should be, is because uh, Portland's number one in defensive turnover rate. They force opponents into a ton of turnovers. I haven't watched a ton of Blazers this year, but I would imagine there's a lot of gambling going on, given um, given the youth of this team. Um that So that could be something the Wolves could exploit, but then again, the Wolves struggle quite a bit with committing turnovers themselves. Um, so that's the one thing I'd look out for, is the Wolves committing unnecessary turnovers, making them sloppy passes. Now, it's been better the last, I would even say, three games, really going back to the Dallas game. The Dallas game, the Orlando game, and the Boston game, turnovers weren't too bad, except for the close late crunch time situation, end of the fourth quarter, overtime against Boston. I think the Wolves had five, six turnovers in that stretch and had three turnovers in that stretch. But besides that, it's been a little bit better. I would still look out for it. So the Wolves committed turnovers, the Blazers forcing turnovers, but other and then also offensive rebounds for Portland would be the other thing. They miss a lot of shots, so there's a lot of opportunity for offensive rebounds. But even offensive rebound rate-wise, they're very good. They're sixth in the league. So pay attention to those things. I would say those are kind of the keys against Portland. Minnesota should win this thing by double digits. Um, but, you know... NBA team just lost by 63 on, you know, the night before. These guys have pride. I don't think it's it's necessarily going to be a walk in the park, although the Wolves definitely should win. The Wolves then have the Clippers on uh, on Sunday, and that game, of course, is also at Target Center. It's a 6 p.m. tip on Sunday, and the Clippers have been playing much, much, much better here recently. Um, they're up to 7th in offensive rating. They're 12th in defensive rating. Uh, they're always a tough matchup for anybody, but they've always been a tough matchup for Minnesota. They are a good shooting team. Uh, they don't shoot a crazy amount of threes, but percentage-wise, they're second in three-point percentage. They're fifth overall in effective field goal percentage. Um, and you got to deal with Kawhi and PG and James Harden. Like The Wolves have not seen the Clippers yet this year. So uh, that's going to be a really interesting matchup. Of course, the Wolves are one of the few teams that would that should have the, um, the horses on defense to contend with that trio, just given the amount of length that they have. But, I mean, going back to the beginning of December, this is crazy. Since the beginning of December, the Clippers, they were 9-10, and 10, or actually 8-10 and 10, coming into the month of December. They're now 24-13. and 13. So they've gone 16-3 and three since the start of December. Their only loss is at OKC, home against Boston, and at the Lakers. So, like, at OKC, fine. OKC's great. They got blown out there. 
They got crushed at home by the Celtics right before Christmas. Boston's the best team in the NBA by far. Um, I shouldn't say by far. They're the best team in the NBA. And then they lost the Lakers by three, so kind of fluky. Otherwise, they're defeating all comers. I still think the Wolves will be favored on Sunday, assuming they're at full strength. But that's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a really difficult game. Um, so, after the game Friday night, we'll do the live postcast on Lockdown Sports Minnesota on YouTube. I believe it'll be uh, Tyler Betcalf joining Luke Inman on the postcast. Again, Lockdown Sports Minnesota on YouTube. And the audio will be right here on the on the Lockdown Wolves audio feed. Uh, same thing on Sunday. And then I'll do it. My next show will be on Monday. So we'll kind of recap the weekend. We'll, it'll mostly be post-game pod from Wolves Clippers on Sunday. Uh, we'll have the, uh, the MLK Day show on Monday. And uh, anything key that happens Friday night against uh, Portland. But hopefully there's not a whole lot to say about that game. But that'll be Monday's show. And then the Wolves don't play again until Tuesday. So they don't actually play on Martin Luther King Jr. Day this year. So um, all that to say, post-game, uh, post-cast Friday night, post-cast Sunday, my next show on Monday. And uh, make sure if you can't watch the game Friday night, uh, if you can't catch Wolves Portland in person or on TV, go ahead and listen on the SiriusXM app. Um, on SiriusXM on the SXM app, you can catch every bucket of Wolves Blazers with our buddy Alan Horton on the call, the hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, that's all we have for you today here on the show. A big thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Locked On Wolves. You can also watch on the Locked On Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And you can follow on Twitter, excuse me, on X at BBeacon or at Locked On T Wolves. Don't forget the T. Of course, the Locked On Wolves podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast. And we'll catch you next time.